Hello. Hello. Hi. What's going on? What is going on? Well, it, I feel like it's been ages since we've recorded. It might have been. Yeah. <laughs> we're trying to um, record episodes ahead without giving it away. That's <laughs> right. Well, and you're well, just going yes. uh, <laughs> I mean, the man behind the curtain, guys. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks, Josh. I didn't realize the wizard was so ugly. Anyway, so. Uh, <laughs> who is that comment directed to? <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back to another great episode of Shuffology. My name's Josh Devetta. We have Asabi Goodman. What's up? And Gracie Mack. Hello. And we are your Shuffologists. We are up to episode 26. Oh, my God. Can you believe? Mm-hmm. I trust and believe. Trust and believe. You know, I've been trusting and believing this year. And we got to October, kids. Like, yeah, it's good. No, no. Good we, on us. Yeah, good on I'm us. Pat on the back. Has it only yeah. been a year? <laughs> I'm right. I know. I know. I know. And like, and but thankfully, like life is getting busier again, and all that kind yes. of stuff. We live in Queensland, and Queensland have done very well on the uh, COVID nineteen cases yes. scale. Yeah, so thank mm. you. I love you, Queensland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, you no mean the world to everybody to me. else. Uh, cool, cool, cool. Well, we have a great theme. I'm actually really, really excited for this theme. Uh, we've actually gone a bit more localized again. Well, not that's just a bad word. We've actually gone to like a, a single person. Yes. So we haven't done a single person in a minute. Mm. Probably since the Prince episode. Yeah, I yes. think so. Yeah, that was the last single person episode. And this week, our theme is really, really cool because it's not you would you're probably going to be really interested in this episode because you wouldn't believe that this person has actually written some of the biggest songs in the world. Mm. And so this week, our theme is Diane Warren. <laughs> now, Diane Warren uh, is <laughs> like she's prolific. Got some, she's, got, she's prolific. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the woman has some. Coins, can I just say? She's also a PETA activist, a <gasps> vegan, she? yes, and she doesn't like live like she. So the way that she works, so I've done a lot of research on Diane Warren, good, good, good. and so she has like a studio office space in LA that she like. She literally would go to work like nine to five and write a song, yeah, because that's her life. Yes. Like that, that's her job is to write music for, for other artists, yeah. And then she lives like, and then but, but she essentially lives like on a ranch lodge outside of California, and her and her her home is basically just all cats yes. <laughs> sort of thing and so the, now this woman Diane Warren has the record for the um, the sing, for the song singer song or songwriter that had the most number ones in the top 10 all playing on the radio at the same time she has yes. seven yep. seven songs out of the top wow. 10 that is insane that's and now, and also back then, like this was all about physical units being sold and albums mm. before streaming. So the woman's sitting on some old cash mm. and coins as well. Like mm. I'm talking like Mariah Carey money at this yes. <laughs> at this mm. point. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mentioned Mariah Carey again. Go us, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. So I'm really, 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 really excited to talk about this. And what? And also, what I realized is that Diane Warren has actually written a lot of songs that like kind of tell the, the story. It's like the soundtrack to my childhood slash sure. um, coming of age. Mm. So I'm really, really excited to talk about my choices. Yes, and I'm excited safe. to hear Asabi and Gracie. So if you want to keep on listening, which I'm sure you do, because you're going to be quite... I reckon uh, enlightened to the songs that this woman has written because she has written many, many, many successful songs. She's she's been nominated for twelve Grammys. She's had number one hits coming out of her Wazoo, Wazoo, <laughs> <laughs> and is a uh, also a Golden Globe um, winner and an Oscar nominee, uh, Oscar nominated songwriter as well. So keep on listening, and we'll be back with you in just one moment. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back. So, as you already know, we will be talking about Diane Warren. And I'm going to throw the mic over to Asabi. Oh, hi. And Asabi is going to ask Grace. <laughs> <laughs> wait, that doesn't work. No, Grace has to no. ask Asabi. Um, okay. If we're going to go, because then Asabi... No, so wait, hold up. No, do you Joshua. two switch with each other? Joshua. Yes. <laughs> you interview someone. Am right? I interviewing someone because first? Because you're going to be oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> We gotta. That's like. Can we edit that? Out? Yeah. yeah, that's so funny. Same, that's a, edit that's a. That's a tag. Oh edit. my gosh! Yeah, no, yeah. Keep, yeah. It Go in. First. keep it. Come on, content. I was like, he's a, he's all over it. Yeah. <laughs> he's like gonna surprise us with who he picks. That's yeah. right. Actually, I think I went down that road too, and then just got sidetracked halfway through my own <laughs> sentence. Did. That's actually what <laughs> you happened. Totally did. I probably had just had an anxiety attack and just didn't, and that's how I expressed it. So I'm gonna talk to Asabi. Okay. Hi. Hi, Asabi. How you feeling? I'm feeling so good. Oh, good, 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 good. Well. Well, we're talking about Diane Warren, the yes. prolific Diane Warren, yes. an icon of the pop music songwriting she world. She definitely is. And she has a number of bangers under her belt. She sure does. Um, I'm only going to talk about five. Good, good. <laughs> so the first one, and I'm not going in any particular order, just in the order that I sort of thought of them. So the first one is by my cousins, um, Rhythm of the Night, DeBarge. Yes. 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 Shout out so to Crystal now, Method. That's right. Yes, Crystal <laughs> Method, RuPaul's Drag Race, season 12. So now, um, and when I say they're my cousins, they're my cousins by marriage. So we're not actually blood related. Not blood related. But, so there's no lineage. Whatever. Yeah, well, mm, not real. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so now this tune came out in 1985. It was off of their fourth studio album of the same name, <clears throat> excuse me, Rhythm of the Night, which, and they were under the Motown label. Now, uh, what I like about this song, it, it is a, <clears throat> a party song. It's got this kind of funky bass that sort of starts off, you know, it's kind of like, you know, and it's got this real calypso sort of marimba sounding beat in the melody. All night long. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Very similar to that. Um, and then, you know, it features Elle's beautiful tenor vocals. So mm-hmm. for anyone who knows DeBarge, prior to releasing this song, most of their songs were kind of pop ballad right. songs, right? And they became famous to a degree because of those songs, but Barry Gordy really wanted them to have a huge dancey hit similar to what Lionel Richie was doing with they Rhythm of the Night. They wanted to compete with Lionel. Yeah, well, he was on the same... Oh, were they? Yeah, they okay. were on they the, the same, same label. success as Lionel. Yeah, okay. yeah, so they wanted, he wanted the same sort of success with them. So um, they approached Diane and they asked for this song. So now this song, was it actually catapulted them into pop stardom with this number. So it's a good song. It's a fantastic yeah. song. Yeah, so it was the biggest hit for them. Um, it reached number three on the Billboard Hot 100. America, you um, know what's going on. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, we had Crazy for You and USA for Africa's We Are the World sitting at number one and number two. Ah, see, music was so good in that era. It was. We've talked about 1985 before. In fact, I think we've talked about this song in the 1985 I category. I think we did, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was a... a you know, and 
it, it, it was basically a hit, a crossover hit for them. So that was truly what they wanted it to do. And that's exactly what it did. So it was produced by Richard Perry, who also produced the Pointer Sisters and Carly Simon. Oh. Yeah. And it's, uh, it was, it's had a bit of resurgence lately because of RuPaul's Drag yes. Race, as we were just talking about, because Crystal Method, who sort of resembles Eldvarge a little bit. Because the mullet? Yes, the yeah. mullet. Well, and just in the facial features as yeah. well. Yeah. Crystal as a, like, the, like the, I don't know, I think the pronouns are he and him. I think but so. But like, out of drag, mm. beautiful, yeah. like, looking yeah. human. It looks, mm. yeah, <laughs> like Eldvarge. Yes. Yeah. So now on my uh, scale of singability, I give this one a nine. Yes. All right. So now my next tune. And one thing I will say about Diane Warren is I was going through a lot of her tunes are sort of pop ballady mm. with oh, a little yes. hint so much, of rock. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of her thing. It that's is her totally thing. Totally and she has a certain cadence too. And I think I'll point it out. In my list later, but yeah, there's you can yeah, if you don't know if it's Diane Warren, you can actually listen for something that will make it a Diane Warren yeah, song. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Mm. That's exactly right. So now my second tune is "Can't Fight the Moonlight" oh! by Leanne Rhymes. <laughs> Bitch, <laughs> this is. The moonlight. I have had many nights drunk and dancing on my countertop to this song. Yes. <laughs> like, in fact, shout out to my friend Emily. I always have this image. She, um, one night we were having like an after party for a show, and she, for some reason, decided that because this song came on, yeah. she gets on the couch, she poured champagne all over herself. Wow. But then, <laughs> but then didn't have a change of clothes. Yeah, of So she had to uh, go into our friend's so closet rough. and wear like this jumper that was like ill-fitting. Like. Oh, no. <laughs> but yeah, good moment. Love yeah, this song. but this, this song totally, it does make me want to get up on a countertop and some shit kickers and yes. like cowboy hat and just coyote ugly my way across. Um, so if you don't know, it is the theme song from the movie Coyote Ugly yeah, the movie from two thousand. Four out of ten at best. Yeah, well, yeah, the movie is <laughs> not the best, but there was a super great song. Yes, and a super great scene with Adam Garcia stripping on the bar. I don't yeah. remember that, but okay. Well, the, the love interest dude. Is oh really nice. right. Yeah. Because yeah, she had to no. pay like a fine because of like not having enough water or something like that. Oh no, no. If you um like let go of the if no sh- like, if you going. order water if no, you no, order water no, you I have think to spray um them or she some sprayed shit. the water on the fire um a oh, marshal marshal something yeah. like that and yeah. he was like he, so they get he gave them like a five hundred dollar fine they had to try and raise the money and so he stripped for it and they raised the money yeah solid script yes. um, <laughs> I am speechless <laughs> <laughs> that's shitty anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this, you know, as we were saying, Diane Warren is known for her ballady sort of soft rock, but this song tries so hard because it's got that and then yeah, right. So it's got that hard guitar that comes in, and then it's just this beautiful. And in the you know in the video, you've got Leanne Rhymes standing on the top of the bar, and she just looks so beautiful. She's not coyote ugly-ing at all. Well, this is her crossover here. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, from country into pop. Into pop, yeah, yeah that's oh, right. True. So it's a country rock crossover is what I call it, country pop mm. crossover. And because Shania um, Twain was killing it, so they, they wanted yes. Leanne to like have the similar crossover. Yeah. Mm. Well, and I think yeah. she she accomplished that because... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but everyone, also her country music is lit, by yeah, the way. Yeah, her I country love, music oh, is stunning. very good. Yeah. Mm. But this song sort of reminds me, it gives me that sort of genie in a bottle, come on over vibe, <laughs> right? Yeah, totally. So I'm yeah. sort of hearing that. 
So, no, it was a top 10 hit in Europe, in Oz, in New Zealand, oh, Canada. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it hit number 11 on the Billboard Hot 100, and it was in heavy rotation for uh, a number of albums. So it was on her compilation, the I Need You album, and it was on her greatest hits. Um, there's a, it's a Graham Stack, who is a, a British producer, songwriter. He did a remix of it, and that oh, got some heavy rotation There's a as great well. dance remix to it, and, it, and the melody suits it. So it's like, you can try to resist. Yes, <laughs> yes. I mean this song it, it's it's a huge uh, it's a great song yes. it is a great song I really enjoyed it Can't it's just play it. fun it's just a fun song so on my scale of singability I give it an eight yeah 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 good old Liam now my next tune I've I learned a question oh yes okay <laughs> when I was it's I only know like maybe five or six Leanne Rhyme songs but they all seem to be written by Diane Warren Oh, I really? think we'll be, we'll be mentioning Leanne Rhymes a few times tonight. Yeah. Okay, so true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, carry yeah. on. <laughs> um, now, my next song, I actually learned a couple of things about this tune. So it's Don't Turn Around by Ace of Bass. Yes. So don't turn around. Right. 1993 off their album The Sign. Now, this song. Also, their biggest single from that was The Sign, I think, yeah. pretty sure. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, The Sign was huge. I saw um, The Sign. This song, oh, true. yeah. Okay, I'm on board. I know now. I know now. Tonight, yes. <laughs> it's <a> bed. What? <laughs> <laughs> that's my own voice there. Is your impression yeah. of me? No, uh, hard to tell. It was like looking in a mirror. <laughs> this is what a sabi does when a sabi doesn't know anything. She's like, right. Um, so now this song was originally recorded by Tina Turner. Wow. Yes, wow. I did not know this, and I listened to the Tina version, and it is very different. Well, not. Too, yeah, no, no, it is quite different. So when Ace of Base recorded it they did it in a minor key so they changed it around they sort of updated it a little bit for the 90s so it's got a bit of that electronica sort of Mm -hmm. euro pop sound that was coming through in the 90s um, I really like, I love the how the it's kind of a ska influence on the song in terms of the bass and drums. So they're using drum machines. And they've got these little electronic um, moments that happen throughout the pre-chorus. So they've really updated the song. It's it's really nice. Now, this was co-written by Al- Albert, Albert? Albert Hammond, who is a singer, songwriter, producer. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, he had the hit It Never Rains in Southern California. That was his mm. hit which is a total lie. It totally rains in Southern California. I was shocked when I moved there. Anyway, um, (laughs) so this song hit number one in Canada, number four in the U.S., number five in the U.K., and it was the third most popular song in the U.S. in 1994. Come on, 94. I give it a 10 on a Sabi scale. I used to sing the hell out of this song (laughs) when I was young. All right. So, moving on, my next song. <laughs> I love this song. If I could turn back oh, time. Oh, <laughs> oh, this is, oh, we've talked about this. Do you know who sings this. this song? Do I know who sings this song? <laughs> Are you freaking kidding me? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Sherilyn Sha- is, her, is her real Sherilyn. name. Sherilyn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, Cheryl Lynn. Cheryl. Cheryl. <laughs> yep. Um, love, love, love this. I think what I love most about this song is the video. Me and too. the outfit that Cher wears. That, that is my single most favorite outfit that I've ever seen on a performer, ever. It's a pop culture moment. It is. It was, it was iconic. The music video was iconic. The outfit was iconic. The song. And would you believe that Cher did not want to record yes. this song? And she's had a few moments like that with yes. Diane Warren because they have like a very like... 
tumultuous like yeah. artist oh, um, really? song, like, yeah, yeah. so this yeah. song I'm just see if my, my computer's frozen all of a sudden no there we go this song was actually written for Cher by Diane so she wrote this sorry I've just lost my place in my notes uh, and I've got some nice little little fun facts here so um, what Warren claimed in 1991 she's so she you know she asked Cher to record the song and Cher was like fuck off <laughs> <Cher> <laughs> right and so she says, I got on my knees and I pleaded. I told her I wasn't going to leave the room until she said yes. And finally, just to get rid of me, she did. <laughs> <laughs> and then later, Diane said she really hated it. But I held her leg down during a session. She held the woman's leg down. And I said, you have to record it. And now Cher just went, fuck you, bitch. You're hurting my leg. <laughs> okay, I'll try it. And which, you know, that's totally like Cher. And then, of course, she, <laughs> she ended up loving the song. Um, and she and sounds just, so good on the oh, record, too. So I'm just good. like, wow. imagine like sounding amazing and still hating it. Yeah. Actually, I go through that. Right? <laughs> and so this, this was basically Cher's major comeback oh, song. This was, this was a map, huge mate. comeback for her. It was mm. a global hit. Number one in Oz, number three in the US, number six in the UK, number one in Norway. Norway um, knew what was up. Yeah, right. It was certified gold. And at that time, that was 500,000 copies. Half a million, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a great tune. I feel I feel like, even though, like I said, it was 1989, right? So yep. it's kind of like that last 80s yes, hit, it sure is, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like a swan song, the 80s swan song, if you will. And then everything sort of changed once we hit the 90s, but, oh. But the songwriting formula <laughs> of that song is amazing, too, because it suspends and suspends, like, it keeps you in suspense to get to that chorus. Yeah, yeah. So when it goes into the pre-chorus, that's such a great transition to go into. And then there's a key change. Yeah, the secret key change. Like, it comes out of note. Well, it's not a secret, it just, it modulates... Um, randomly because it goes it modulates halfway through a chorus oh right okay it, um, oh, yeah, it, uh, if it, I could read yeah yeah because yeah, 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 it does it. that yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah it's really good but sorry sorry Grace is Grace like, is like what? there's a lot of passion about Cher here <laughs> <laughs> no like the, and that's uh, but that Cher's career she's always had a song that revamps her career yeah yeah every, mm. well she's had like 20 farewell tours tours yeah, yeah absolutely so and also she's um, she's got the record for having um, a number one in every decade since 1960 really yeah. oh good on wow. it does she wow that's amazing yeah. I'm, mm. except for the last decade she did okay. not get a number one alright I was about to say <laughs> like, like this past as in this uh, tw- yeah from, from 2010 to 2020 yeah right well she's like a hundred so I don't she is. <laughs> Did she release much? I mean, apart from burlesque, like oh, we'll, that's right, we'll burlesque. T- we'll talk about burlesque. Yeah, okay. So, so anyway, okay. but she did release an album that had this song. Uh, Tell the truth. <laughs> This is a woman's world. It's yeah, <laughs> but the best part about that music video is that there's a wig made out of newspaper. Yes. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And so. now what? Fashion she's forward. like 73 now, isn't she? Because I'm Look, pretty sure she's, she's the same the age as my dad. Yeah, she's seen the world. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> a few times. Done it all. Yeah. She's very um, political too. Oh, also her her music ended up being a musical called The Share Show. Yes, that's right. And Stephanie J. Block finally got a Tony for Best Actress playing Share. Yay! Yeah. Oh, beautiful. All right. Anyway, enough about Share. Back to yes. Diane Warren. Back to Diane. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Diane. All right, I've got one more. Oh, and that that gets a nine on my scale. Oh, uh, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, yeah, it's like <laughs> fucking amazing song. Just everything about it. And and I'm just gonna say about her outfit in that 
that video. It remind yes, it reminds me of Trinity the Tuck. Do you know the drag queen? Oh, Trinity absolutely. Oh, yeah. Trinity, Trinity the Tuck looks a base of yeah, a fear. Absolutely. Exactly. And I mean, like, just she could be a Sharon stunning. personator, just like Chad Michaels. Yeah, she could be. Well, anyway, <laughs> looks wise, looks wise, looks definitely. wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So now my last song is one of my favorites. Nothing's gonna stop us now by oh, Starship. Starship. Yes. Now, this was uh, on their second, so their second album. So, for those of you who don't know, Starship is a continuation of the band Jefferson Starship. And so, they had a little falling out, breaking up, change of members, and went through court and had to change their name. So, they just dropped the Jefferson and went on as Starship. So, this is technically off of Starship's second studio album, 1987, called No Protection. But it was also the theme of the film Mannequin. I don't know if you guys remember that oh. movie. Maybe oh, no. not. No. Yeah, okay, yeah, no, you're probably too, old, too young for that this was one of my favorite movies like and when I say favorite as a child I probably watched it every day during the summer like because I just couldn't get enough I just loved it um it was a and it's a movie about this woman who travels through time and she gets trapped in the body of a mannequin and only one man can see her and she comes to life at night and then yeah and he's like a window dresser for a big department store yeah it's cheesy because it's the 80s but is it a rom-com? Yeah, it's a rom-com. Nice. Yeah, it's so much fun. So again, a rock <laughs> ballad. So this song, it kind of, it, it starts off nice and ballady, but then towards the end, it progresses to like a full-blown rock pop number. Again, there's a there's a key change just after the main guitar solo. Um, it follows that one, six, four, five chord progression yes. all throughout <coughs> the entire song, and then it has the key change, but it still follows that same chord mm. progression. Um, it's got strings they're electronic it's got a four on the floor beat it's it's everything that's a pop music and it and it's a mm. bit of a duet as well so um grace slick and mickey thomas from the band are singing the song together so it just kind of gives it that nice sort of girl boy male female sort of interaction because it fits with the film um so again this is another tune that was co-written by albert hammond and it was number one on the uh, Billboard Hot 100. So it was Warren's first number one. This was her very first one in 1987. Mm. And it topped the charts in Canada, the UK, the Republic of Ireland. And it was also nominated for a Best Original Song at the Academy Awards. Hey. Yeah. So it, it did really well. On my scale of singability, I gave it a 10. Hey. Hey. Yes. It's a good song. The, those are my those are my tunes. Oh. I have no honorable mentions. <laughs> oh, well, I probably could have, but I was, you know. oh, as this episode yeah, will go yeah. for seven hours. So, <laughs> yeah. well, thank you so much for letting us know your choices. I am just like I didn't realize how much of a stan I am a dying warrant until like I was researching this. So, yeah, I can't wait to get into this playlist. Well, we're gonna have a little breaky break, and when we come back, we're gonna hear what Gracie chose. Oh, All right, no. stay tuned. And we're back. Hello. Hi. <laughs> What's up? In today's episode, we are discussing the songs and music of Diane Warren. So I just gave my five choices, and now we're going to touch mm -hmm. base with Miss Gracie Mack. Hello, hello. Likes. Well, this was um, not challenging, but it just took a bit more time than expected because, um, I mean, yeah, as Josh said, I was amazed by the huge list of songs right. that Diane Warren has done. And there was some definitely so much like pop ballad stuff, but some really like left of field Yes, she's quite, stuff. she's more versatile than what she gets credit Super for. Super versatile. Yeah. There was one by, she, she wrote for Snoop Lion when he was Snoop Lion mm -hmm. for that brief yeah. period. <laughs> like crazy. Yep. 
Um, yeah, so I was really amazed. Um, and it took me a while because I went through all of the song list because <laughs> I didn't really know who to go for. Yeah, there's alphabetical list on Wikipedia, actually. Yeah, yeah I went is. through. Yeah. I went through that to start off oh and get God. inspired. Yeah, that's took a, a lot, lot of time. time. <laughs> yeah, that's a long time. Uh, <laughs> um, but you know, because there's so many, like I didn't even know what to, what avenue to go down. You sure. know what I mean? Mm. Um, so it, yeah, it was a huge learning curve for me, and very exciting to learn about such a prolific songwriter. Um, so I'm going to start off with a song that did not do well, yeah. <laughs> but I thought it was really cute and funny. Um, it's called "It Isn't, It Wasn't, It Ain't Never Gonna Be." Yeah, and it's Aretha Franklin and Whitney Houston. Oh yes. It's so funny to think that like two of the biggest divas in the world didn't get have a very wait, big wait, wait, hit. Wait, I know it's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, <laughs> it's that. So this song, um, it's kind, it's quite upbeat. Like it's not in the pop ballad vein that we've been talking about. That mm-hmm. Diane is so good at writing. Um, it falls under New Jack Swing that, yeah. uh, that Asabi has brought up in past episodes. Yes. People check them out. She's a fan of the Big Jack. She's the Big Jack Swinger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Please, no. So, I'm sorry. I've, I've never said that about you. I'll never yeah. say it again. I do uh, not swing that way. Oh, I do. Bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other episode. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so this was released on Aretha's album, her second, uh, the second single from her 1989 album, Through the Storm. Uh, it's, it was also co-written by Albert Hammond, who did a lot oh, of this yeah, stuff. Okay. Prolific songwriter in his own right. Yes, he, he wrote is. for a lot of people that Diane Warren wrote for, like Celine Dion, mm-hmm. Diana Ross, Tina Turner. Oh, can't wait to get to this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, this picked at number 41, the Billboard Hot 100. Mm. Looks so good. And then hit number five on the R&B hip-hop chart. Because we know so, it's Yeah, it's <laughs> a good I, – I really like the song. It's a cute little dance track. Um, and critically really panned, not not good. <laughs> this uh, all music editor William Ruhlman called it, and I quote, an embarrassing failure for both Franklin and the previously pop perfect Whitney Houston. Oh god, <laughs> it's pretty rough. That's Which is like way too harsh. Like I thought it was a well, good yeah, song. Well, yeah, it's not so funny that Whitney's foray into the charts was pop music and R and B. Yeah, yeah. Because Clive mm-hmm. Davis wanted to give her a shot at the charts, mm-hmm. and they they wouldn't let her do. R&B and gospel. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, the video clip is interesting. I couldn't find any information on it, but it is very clear that they did not film a video clip. But there's a... There's a um A compilation. Like, official, yeah. official video clip um, released on, like, Aretha's Vivo, whatever, mm-hmm. on YouTube. It's, um, it's like, it's a two concerts like staged live concerts like it's like two it's two other film clips that they filmed mm. and it's spliced together and then sometimes they have like a random close-up sweeping shot of like a still of Aretha's face look it's not great it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're both jamming on stage but clearly to completely different songs yeah right they're dancing and singing to completely different songs like it's it's it was pretty like a lazy effort and like I guess you know it, like they're both both huge mm. stars so I assume they just couldn't get their schedules to work. But whoever yeah. cut that together was like, guys, come on, you could have done That's better. Yeah. a hot mess. Yeah. Probably, <laughs> it was probably her, like, grandson. <laughs> yeah, maybe someone was like, we need a video clip for this. And then, yeah. Well, I mean, I wonder if they didn't film one because it was so, it was such a flop. But who knows? Yes. Um, moving right along. So yeah. that was 1989. In the same year, we had another song called When the Night Comes, 
released by pianist and growling vocalist Joe Cocker. Oh, yay. Yeah, from his album One Night of Sin. Um, so Diane co-wrote the song with Canadians, <laughs> the singer Brian Adams. <laughs> oh, and Jim everything I do. Yeah, I do and Jim Valance, who, who would write heaps for Brian Adams. So they were kind of a duo already, and they co-wrote this with, oh, with I Diane. I just grew up in the wrong era if it did. I would have loved to have been like a teenager during this. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. You would well, clean up. Yes. <laughs> Um, and Brian Adams actually plays rhythm guitar on this track, on this Course recording. Corsa Blada does. Yes. Um, and hit number 11 on the US charts and was Cocker's last top 40 US hit. Right. Really? And everything downhill from there. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, in the US, anyway. Um, now, I'm a big Joe Cocker fan um, from nost- for nostalgic reasons. I probably, <laughs> I mean, he's got some great piano stuff and, like, I really like how, how messed up his voice is and he still is able to sing somehow. <laughs> so that's always kind of fun to be like, like whoa, like, whoa <laughs> what's going like to happen? Jimmy Barnes. It's like, so you still have a voice? It's exactly like that. Yeah. You're like, how? <laughs> yeah. You're just vocal cords of steel, I guess. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so, like, when I was a kid, I used to listen to a lot with my parents Um so it's really nostalgic for me and it's also hella 80s it's just insanely 80s it's got that big reverby snare yep. you know that know real exactly 80s power ballad mm-hmm. thing reverby piano as well got these great gospel BVs that Joe Cocker does really well um, and this distorted kind of bright rocky guitar so, so super super 80s power ballad the chorus is great it goes um, I just want to be the one you run to I just want to be the one you come to great it's a real good rocker yes i was jamming along while you were singing that good good (laughs) moving along here we've got to scroll up because i'm on a phone because my (laughs) laptop decided to die right before this pray for me okay here i am (laughs) now going to i did pray i I, I was getting ready (laughs) yeah we were we were just I was like, oh, Shanda, Hyundai, Mitsubishi, Toyota. I was, I was like, speaking in tongues. Sorry, Moving like, 10 years later. Come on. 1999. Decade? Or 1998, sorry. <laughs> sorry, it's 1998. Nine years later. Um, I have chosen um, potentially a big faux pas because it's Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Aerosmith. Oh, I love that song oh, personally. No. That's I'm going to clap you. Oh, no. <laughs> That's what I've chosen. Don't want to close my eyes. I love this just, song, I'll even though it's lame as shit. No, I know. I know. Okay. I'm familiar. All right. Okay. <laughs> Apologies. Stay tuned for um for an, our favorite section later. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, stay tuned for the fact that you know that like Asabi is known to choose your. She is known. Yeah. I yeah. just want to say she had not filled out her section when I made that choice. <laughs> okay. I was late to the party. That's true. That's true. So, power ballad. Don't want to miss a thing by American rock band. I wrote some. I read somewhere that uh, they were called a hard rock band, which. <laughs> There ain't nothing hard about Aerosmith. <laughs> like, that's they just were, um, between a, a hard and a rock I'm sorry, place. Yeah. But dude, a rock looks and a like hard a place. lady. That's pretty hardcore. Oh, no, this song is hardcore. Walk This Way is so Walk hardcore. This way. Especially with Run DMC. Walk yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Just, laughs> the video clip was the amazing. The way he was like humping yes, the yeah. mic stand, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway. So 1998, <laughs> from the soundtrack for the disaster movie, Armageddon. Armageddon. That very famously Steve Tyler's daughter was in, Liv Tyler. Yes. Liv Tyler's in that yeah. one, yeah. There you go. Oh, Steve Tyler, for those of you babies listening, is the lead singer of Aerosmith. Um, the song debuted number one. People fucking loved it. It was they a big movie it too. Yes. Yeah. It was huge, huge yeah. Movie. It was a really epic um, soundtrack along with the epic movie. Um, on the Billboard Hot 100, given the band their first and only number one single in the US. Really? Yeah. No, I believe it. Oh. 
Oh, like crazy crying. They were like an acquired taste band. Mm. Like not everyone like like people loved, but they, not, like people didn't like Stan Aerosmith like other bands. It was really they weird. like well they they had more success overseas like overseas like Anastasia. Really, I th- I thought Aerosmith. Oh really? Was yeah, do you know that Anastasia very rarely cracked America, but cracked everywhere else. Oh true. She, I, I, I did I did get one of her albums though, Anastasia. In Australia, she was huge. Yeah, yeah she was huge. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I, I, she wasn't that huge in America. She had one hit in America. I'm out of love. Was it that, that one? one? I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> oh, baby, come on. That was the biggest one. Yeah, it was, it well, was like a, a dance. I love the one. I wonder of. if you know how it really feels yeah, that's to be yeah. left outside yeah. alone. I, I think anyway, Aerosmith. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so yeah. We're going to be talking about Anastasia. So they Anastasia. Yeah, so yeah, it was her only one, only number one hit in the US. It stayed number one for four weeks, but then was it. It was also peaked number one in Australia. Of course it did. Ireland, Greece, Germany, Austria, Italy, the Netherlands, and Switzerland. That's Cleaned up. The Netherlands, yeah. Cleaned up. So good. <laughs> Inspiration <laughs> for the song came for Warren when she was watching a Barbara Walters interview with James Brolin and Barbara Streisand. Right. Mm. And they were talking about their undying love for each other. Mm. And Brolin said he missed Streisand when they were asleep. And during that interview, Diane just oh wrote the line, I don't want to miss a thing, bef- just as like a little note for herself. And then yeah, yeah. later yeah. in a recording session, came up with the song. I was nominated, this is why I thought it was 1999, in the 1999 <laughs> <laughs> Academy <laughs> Award. Okay. Um, like the one with a lot of nines. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I'm pretty sure When line. You Believe by the Prince of Egypt was nominated. Um, yeah, thanks for finishing my note. Oh, well, I did it again. <laughs> I always do this. <laughs> Only because it's a Mariah Carey <laughs> Yeah, yeah. so excited. You're like, wait, is it? It's a Mariah fact. Yeah. I know oh this. Yeah, she it was nominated for best original <laughs> song, but was beat by yeah. When You Believe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were going to use that as. When we start, we just, we just start writing fun facts in our notes as Having well. So that, tell, like, yeah, yeah. This one's mine. Yeah, can't exactly. Have it. So yes. I don't come in and be yes. a thunder stealer. That's so, right. Stephen, um, no. Sh- Stephen Schwartz wrote that song. He also when you believe, a, yeah, when yeah. you believe, he was the composer of like Wicked and oh, yeah. so, and so then much, Babyface yeah. rewrote the bridge. That's the part that goes. They don't always happen. When uh, Babyface wrote Yeah, oh, and God. then and without Baby without Faye. Stephen Schwartz like knowing about it. Oh. And then Stephen Schwartz apparently doesn't acknowledge that bridge. Yes, we yes, talked we about talked this. About this. We have yeah. talked about this. Because it was like against his wishes. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> well, well, usually it would be the, like. the Hebrew part. I see like in like in the yes. movie. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. then Babyface is like, well. Nobody f- knows Hebrew. Also, I'm not, I'm not asking Mariah <laughs> and Whitney Houston to sing sh- like in Hebrew. Yeah. <laughs> we can barely get them into the studio together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Um, anyway. So I really time. like this song. I really, oh, I really enjoy the arrangement of this song. Yeah. The horns and the strings. It's really beautiful. And nostalgia. Um, yeah, nostalgia. And it, like, unfortunately, it's so cliched now mm-hmm. that like all the sentimentality is kind of ruined. <laughs> like yeah, it's okay. kind of like yeah, ripped I, out I of it. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but at, the, at the time, it was like this beautiful sentimental ballad that people saw as like a genuine romantic thing and now it's kind of like a joke yeah a jokey romantic thing uh moving along i got two more yes we are going to 2007 wow jumping up huge jump huge jump yeah well i mean she's had such a first year out of high school 2007 for me Ew. My last Ew. year of high school. Yeah. Ew. Graduation, yeah. Thanks, um, Now, this is Anthony <laughs> Hamilton, uh, who, if, for those of you who don't know, is a really beautiful vocalist. Yeah, um, big in the R&B scene, bit of soul as well. Um, and it's a song called Do You Feel Me? 
that of course Diane Warren wrote. I think she, yeah, she wrote by herself, but it was produced by Hank Shockley, who you guys may know from the Bomb Squad hip hop production team, right? That um, were famous for working Public Enemy mostly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Hank um, Shockley came and did production on this outside of the Bomb Squad. Bomb Squad. <laughs> Sounds so white <laughs> saying that. The Bomb Squad. Bomb Squad. Um, okay, so this song is a radio-only single, which I take to understand. Maybe you guys can help me out here because I looked that up like and got no help. That it was just not released on anything. It was literally just a single, and they played mm-hmm. it on the radio. Yeah, that's like it's not on an album. Yeah, I yeah. guess so. Mm. Um, but it's from the movie American Gangster with Denzel Washington. Oh, yeah. So I suppose it was on that soundtrack, so I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Oh, no, it may not have been, though. No? Yeah, that that happens sometimes. So a song will be used in a film, and you can't find it anywhere. It's not on the soundtrack. It's just... Okay, well, maybe it was yeah. that. Maybe it's that. Because <coughs> it was actually, yeah, it was That does happen, because I get though. pissed off when I like hear a song, and I really like it, and then I go looking for the soundtrack, and I can't find the song, and I yeah. can't find it anywhere, and I'm like, yeah. no... Anyway. Um, yeah, so this song is Sexy Jam. It's just like a sexy jam about seducing someone. Um, it just stays in this like R&B groove with Anthony like riffing over the top. It's just like one little kind of short-ish song. Um, and it's ranked number 46 on Rolling Stone's 100 Best Songs of Seven. Oh, wow. Oh, God. I'm pretty sure like he got like a bit of like this – he got a lot of coverage because um, he was a guest on Dave Chappelle back in the mid to like a music guest. Oh, yeah. And then like that really kind of like him. on Comedy Central – it was Comedy Central, wasn't it? Yeah, Comedy yeah. Central, yeah. And yeah, and they kind of like got like similar when you go on SNL and they kind of like yeah they, sort they get of like skyrocket. a huge skyrocket sort of yeah. thing. Similar I thing. actually remember his song. I don't remember the name of his song, but I remember him being on the show and because I always felt that the lyrics to that song were just like what. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever he sang, yeah, yeah, and I was like, oh, no, I I didn't connect. <laughs> I, I couldn't connect. Something about having to make money for his baby and his baby mama or something. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, he's got a lot of a lot of yeah. songs about that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> mm. he got he got a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I mean it was a, and it was a croonery kind of. It was a very soulful mm. sort of. Yeah, tune. that's always his yeah. vibe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, this song was nominated for the 2008 Broadcast Film Critics Association Award. What what for Critics Choice Movie Award for Best Song? I mean, there's not much on the song, <laughs> but <laughs> I, but I really liked it. I love Anthony. But the Hamilton. critics liked it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah, so. I well, only critics. got a nom. It didn't get a win. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know, I was excited that that Diane. Had written for Anthony Hamilton because it's a huge um, plethora of people that she's written for and he is someone I didn't expect to see on the list yeah Um, so many people yeah my fifth and final song is 2014 it's by Paloma Faith love Paloma Faith the English singer yeah who I kind of forgot about you know like but I remember really liking her when she first came out only love can hurt like this oh that was a that was a radio yeah, heavy spoon huge. for sure. Yeah, you'd walk past like a, a like a, a jeans store and you hear "Only Love Can." <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's a lot of drama for denim. Guys. <laughs> 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 um, oh, so it was released as a second single from Paloma Face's third album, "Perfect Contradictions," in mm-hmm. 2014, and picked at number six in the UK and is her highest charting single. Yes. Um, it reached number one on the Aria Charts in Australia. We loved it. Yeah, we yes. did. Yes. Yeah, we loved it. So I was playing at every like Jeans, Jeans West. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fits best. Remember that was the ad? Jeans West fits best. Yeah, that's good. God. Simple rhyme as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, initially, Paloma refused the song because she didn't have a writing credit on it. She, it was 
just totally written by Diane. Um, and on her previous two albums, she wrote um, every but one song. So she's right. used to writing the entire album, yeah. Yeah. or at least um, um, co-writing the entire album. So she was quite resistant to the idea of this song, but then when she listened to it, the lyrics, she was overwhelmed by how connected she felt to the lyrics, and it was like exactly describing how yeah. her emotional life was at the moment within her relationship. So she lapped it up, and it was a huge success for it. It's a good honour. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, and Paloma's style, if you haven't heard it, it's pretty retro, lots of Motown and like 60s soul influences, and yes. this song is right up her alley, keeping in that vein as a 60s style ballad, um, using mainly brass and drums to create the feels. So it's yeah. this kind of like stripped back thing. It's got this great emotional peak um, where I think it's like the second chorus, she jumps up the octave, yeah. and it's really great for only like in her life is. I didn't realise that she could like sing... Like that, I know because everything is so record. low yeah. for pretty much everything else she yes. does, right? So yeah, it's it's quite thrilling <laughs> to hear when yeah. someone belts so so well and it and it kind of comes out of nowhere and it suits the song because it's it's not so it's not sad. gratuitous at all, like in the way. No, that no, it's not like look what I can do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so it, yeah, I think it's a really yeah beautiful emotional peak that makes sense in the song and you don't expect, which is cool. Well, there you go. That's my five beautiful uh, Grace. Yeah, dallyings into Diane Warren's life. It's Thank exciting. you so much. Those are amazing. All right, we're going to take a short break and then we'll come back with... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Josh's Choices. Hello, welcome back, everyone. What's up? We have been talking about prolific songwriter Diane Warren, and we're here with Josh. What are your choices, Josh? Hi. Oh, don't get a nice intro like everybody else. Not oh, Josh is that a beautiful, iconic <laughs> singer of Brisbane. No, no. Have a race star. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, stop now. All right. Okay, so as I said in the intro, like I, oh, my God, I didn't realise how many songs Diana written, Diana, Princess Diana. Um, sorry, Diane Warren had um, written where it's been like, she's basically written a very big soundtrack of my life <laughs> because I am a highly emotional, non-monogamous romantic person. <laughs> it's really weird. Like, And so like, I think she's written a lot of songs where to me I'm like, I think it, it, she's written a lot of like love pop ballads that are more ideologies for me and they don't actually mm. like I don't actually like put them into my real life mm, if that mm. yeah. makes sense anyway she is the 90s pop ballad queen by the way yes um, so I've got a few choices the first thing I'm just going to go straight off the bat because we kind of sort of um, mentioned her before was Celine, she wrote Celine Dion's Because You Loved Me yes yeah. for all those times I can't, I can't sing it without doing Celine like arranged by David Foster too who's like a oh, yeah, really yeah. famous producer mm. as well and he like has, he's actually produced quite a lot of Celine Dion stuff as well uh, and always like rings him apparently she, he's always ringing her going so we want you to hit the high F like all the high G like oh, in this God. arrangement he's <laughs> like he's really like about like he uh, he like really stretched Celine beyond what she thought that she could even mm. sing herself yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so this song is like this is a quintessential wedding song I think I've sung totally. this a couple of times like when I used to sing for weddings and things like that you know they're coming down the aisle 
kind of like that, similar to like from this moment on by Shania yes, Twain. Yes, I've sung that at weddings. Same type of vibe, yeah, you know, sort totally. of thing. I love the bridge. You were always there for me. You turned around and carried me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she has the key change. Yeah, yeah, my voice. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that something that's common in a Diane Warren Absolutely. song? Absolutely, a key change. Yeah. I think it was on trend, especially in like okay. late eighties, early nineties. So really, because it's all these power ballads, so you're showing off your like emotional vocal yeah. technique, yeah, yes. and like yeah. a key change just dram- shifts you up again. Your dramatic like, range, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sort of a, thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just I. Like of course now you def- the song definitely sounds dated if you try to f- slot it into mm. today's radio, but that's yeah. why I like about it too. Like it's a snapshot of like mid nineties pop ballad. Like yeah. in the and yeah. like Celine, like I think this was shot to a few people, but Celine took it to the place that it needed to go, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, I think she was nominated that. for a few World Music Awards. She performed this song in front of Michael Jackson at the World Music Awards. Like wow. this is and and this was the and it was that performance that he was like, Wow, Celine Dion's like the best singer on the earth. Like Aww. <laughs> sort of thing and so he fell in love with her because of that performance and things like that Um, it was really really like it just went it hit the top 10 in all the major countries in the world run number one in the states Canada and Australia so we knew what was up (laughs) down here in the old Oz uh, won the Grammy Award for best song written for visual media was nominated for record of the year song of the year best female pop vocals Um, also nominated because it was also part of a film as well um, up close and personal oh yeah yeah for yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. okay. So it was also nominated for an Oscar hey, for hey, Best hey. Original Song and a Golden Globe for Best Original Song. Yeah. Di- Diane Warren's never won Oscar. She's lost 10 times, but she's been nominated. But she's been nominated, nominated 10 yeah. times. Yeah. It's surprising. Because I think, I remember she she was on RuPaul's What's the Tea? And That's where I got a lot yeah. of this information from. And she was talking about how she wanted to be an EGOT winner, but she hasn't cracked the Oscars yet. She's got an egg. Yeah. She's got an yeah, Emmy, got a, a Grammy, Grammy, and a, and a t- Golden, Golden Globe. Globe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Golden Globe's not technically a part of the EGOT no, sort of thing. No, it's not. So and she, she has no intention of writing a musical. She yeah, reckons so she's she'll just never like, get a Tony. <laughs> yeah, so, but if she produced, she could she, win a Tony. Yes, that is that's, true. That's the backdoor. I mean, yeah, yeah. there's, there's. You think there'd be like a huge avenue for people to make a musical with her songs? Like, oh, yeah, exactly. And exactly. she said that there has been one in development, but it's gone through so many iterations because no one knows how to like. She doesn't want it to be a jukebox musical. That's yeah. The, yeah. the big thing. And yeah. that's what it would be. Exactly mm-hmm. right. Um, so the song is written in D flat major with a slow tempo of 60 beats per minute. <gasps> oh, what? That's um, slow. And, yeah, and the peak <laughs> is, the, is the E flat five in the song. Because! Mm-hmm. Oh, there it Um which is cool. Um, yeah, so I like I can't I can't I couldn't tell you if 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 we still had like the iTunes play count that we used to have like of how many times we yeah. do a song, yeah. it would definitely be like close to five thousand, if not more. <laughs> like I, I kid you not. Die yeah. hard. All right? All right. So because you loved me, we love it. Beautiful Lovely. from the Falling Into You album. It was also on the <laughs> Falling Into You album, which was a big album for Celine Dion as okay. well. Really, really huge. Next. All right. So we'll go. So we'll so we'll stay in the mid nineties vein. And I don't know if you all knew this, but Diane Warren wrote. Unbreak my heart. Yes, I didn't know that. Till you love me again. Undo this hurt when they when you walked out the door. I walked out of my life. Uncry these tears. Um, now a classic Diane Warren story. Tony Braxton 
hated this song when it was presented to her because she was the R&B girl. She yes. was like, you're making me high. You mean the world yes. to me. And not yeah. an- I was another sad love song. Like she was killing, like, like I love Tony Braxton. Like I saw her in concert like maybe four or five years ago at QPAC. I saw that concert. Yep. Yes, I was Isn't there. Isn't that so weird about when you're in the same room as somebody you never know about it? Yes, yes. Oh, it I have so like, good. I have so many moments like that with people. Um, just and also one of my friends Jesse shouted he actually sang got up and he got to oh, sing with her him? yeah yeah he God was knows good. I never meant to yes. hurt you uh, when he opened his mouth like there was a collective sigh from yes, the audience yes excellent yeah <laughs> literally and he used to be in a so he was in a um, boy group called Random that won the X Factor when they first did it back in 2005 oh wow do you okay. know Zai no Latu oh yeah he's like a bit of a corporate singer now these days but yeah they were in the yeah so they literally met on the day mm. they were like oh do you want to just be a boy band and they just got together and because you know we South Pacific Islanders we just don't have to read the music we just harmonize straight away yes. <laughs> and they won Fine. the whole show basically yeah. just by improvising <laughs> which okay. is amazing anyway back to this so <laughs> um, yeah Tony Braxton Unbreak My now I've watched like a Diane Warren breakdown of this like she and she said that she when she was writing it it was actually more of a piano song first and she mm. just liked the fact that she was randomly because it modulates into yeah. the chorus every single time um, and you have to really try and make sure that you got the right leading note otherwise you really F up the chorus yeah, straight away true. sort of like on a vocal standpoint and she was like and she kind of liked that so she started playing around with this like going back and forth into this like from the original key into the modulated chorus back into the original key sort of thing yeah. and um, yeah anyway so Tony Braxton hated the song but um, Babyface and L.A. Reid who were the face records at the time because yeah. they signed her yes. they were like Tony like, we, like this song is going to put you like we promise you you're going to be like a global superstar yeah. if this song mm. if you record this song like no one else can record this but you like yeah. sort of thing and she was like okay I'll do it and then you listen to like okay you like you sound amazing on the record yeah, it's so no good. one no one does a whisper vocal better than Tony Braxton mm. <laughs> so then I was like take back the cigarette goodbye mm. <laughs> she's so theatrical and sultry I love her <laughs> so <laughs> it much is a really good tune. Um, so this song was number one everywhere mm. this is yeah. the song that she's most known for this is her yeah. career song yeah this is this is a this Tony the Braxton one. and yeah. what's interesting is that Tony like she gets no money from it because she didn't write it uh, sort of thing and she's been back and she's because she's been bankrupt twice as well Ooh, that's oh. that, that's part of Tony Braxton's story yeah I didn't know that yeah we can talk about that is that why <laughs> she uses her sisters as backup singers okay. well no well, no, no that was so that, that part so I actually watched this Lifetime movie where they did like a biopic of Tony Braxton yeah, yeah. and the only reason why she brought her sisters along besides the fact that, that, that they can actually sing yeah, like was great. that she felt bad that she was the one that was chosen because oh, um, right. L.A. Reid made her go solo when they actually auditioned as a family singing group first oh, true. And she even still carries that guilt to this day yeah, that she yeah. was the chosen one. Yeah. And she had to, like, she brought her sisters in for the ride out of guilt. Yeah. Basically. Because, right. like, mm. yeah, um, I, I sh- yeah, I, I always say I'll link you. I won't link you, but there is a great story <laughs> about it. Okay. Yeah. So I love, and I just love the end of the song. Um, I'll cry these tears. Um, mm. Without you, I just can't go and she just has this note because she's actually an alto contralto but she like nails this like E5 sort of thing and it just like Mm -hmm. soars and soars and soars and I love like that she um, like the video it's that um, iconic white dress with the big split down the leg and she's just standing there as a diva like with the curly hair like she looks amazing she's very just striking she is very very striking and just like I just love that she um, 
I, I remember watching this thing with L.A. Reid. It was like a Tony Braxton, like behind the music sort of thing. And L.A. Reid said like, you know, Tommy Mottola had Mariah, Clive Davis had Whitney Houston, but we had Tony Braxton. We were proud of that. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's so cool. Like, mm. you know, because 90s was all about the R&B diva yes, back yes, in the day. Yep. All right, moving on because we're bored of Josh's voice already. So <laughs> now I don't know if you all know this as well, but Diana, Diane Warren wrote a song with Mariah Carey. <laughs> So was it Mariah's theme? It, yeah, so the song's called yeah, <laughs> well, she, she wrote a lot. With yeah. The, yeah she well, wrote. she um, had never written with Mariah up until that point. Yeah. So, but now in the industry, Diane Warren is known as like a hustler. Yes. She writes all the time, and she'll be at a party and she's shopping her songs yep. to artists, going, "I've just written the song. You should write. You should you should record the song with me sometimes." Like she's mm. that like old school like yeah. Because um, she's been writing like for car sales. Yeah, time. she's like a car salesman with her songs. Yeah. Mm. She's always hustling, and that's like her rep around town is like, "Oh, if you if you're an if you're if you're a singer and you see Diane Warren at a party, she's gonna try." and shop a song to you. <laughs> she, and also, she still thinks that she hasn't reached her peak yet. Yeah, yeah she that's wa- right. She never, nice. ever wants to stop. You know, so, and yeah. that's what I really, really respect about her. Um, and anyway, so this particular song that she wrote with Mariah, Mariah was writing for her Rainbow album. And I think Diane had kind of been like trying to shop a song to her at a party one night. Mm. And Mariah's like, well, why don't we try and write a song together? I've got some lyric ideas, you know, sort of thing. And if you hear this one, it's... um. Like Mariah's always been known for pop, you know, pop ballads. Yep, yeah. But this is like this incredible mixture of Diane Warren's pop balladness and Mariah Carey's pop balladness, and put into one sort of thing. And this was her song. Like she had, ju- this is like post Tommy Mottola divorce, and he was still trying to tank her career at the time. And so the whole song is called "You Can't Take This Away From Me." That's that's uh-huh. why it's called Mariah's thing. Like they can try, but they can't take the, this away from me. And it. Um, and so, cause she, but she was still signed to Sony at the time, and they didn't. And she wanted this to be a single so badly, and they wouldn't. They wouldn't promote it. Yep. So this is like the original, almost like Twitter in a way. Like she, on her website, on her fan website, she asked her fans to request it um, on radio. Mm, and uh-huh. and so what? And so there were enough fans that were requesting the song on radio that the record label decided to put a little bit of promotion into it because it got a bit of traction. Mm. And it didn't really do, like, it wasn't like a huge, like, it wasn't a number one yep. sort of thing. But it's really, really good. And she sounds incredible on it sort of thing. And there's this really, and I remember the first time I ever heard the riff, it was like, what the, how, how do you even do that? Like, yeah. <laughs> sort of thing. And it's at the end of the chorus and she's, and the song's like, um, no, they can't say anything they want to say, which is very Diane Warren to go yes. into the minor sort of thing. <laughs> and then she does this riff that she goes, that shines for all, yeah. And it's just it just it just never stops, and I'm like, how does someone <laughs> sing like this? Like, it, uh, when you play the playlist, you'll know, yeah. sort of thing. But yeah, so we love that song. She also wrote another song with Diana Warren. That uh, Di- why do I keep on calling her Diana? Diane <laughs> Warren and her wrote another song called um, After Tonight on that album as well. So they wrote uh, two songs okay. together, mm. and they haven't collaborated since. Interestingly oh. enough, yeah. Mm. Um, sort of thing so there's that and then also then my final choice which I'm so excited for is so it's a share song and yes. it's from Burlesque and this is the Golden Globe winning song yes. <laughs> called uh, You Haven't Seen the Last of Me and it's the uh. one that's at the beginning um, <laughs> Cher and she's like feeling broken <laughs> feeling <laughs> moving on oh and the chorus God. is like I've been brought down to my knees oh <laughs> I've my been God. pushed and again, um, when they were trying to find a song for the soundtrack, um, 
Cher's like manager was like oh Diane's I'm trying to get in contact she's written a song for you and then apparently Cher was like is this another one of Diane's old fucking songs (laughs) (laughs) they have such a tumultuous relationship she wrote you a a number one hit they actually are a a songwriting marriage that is meant to be like sort of because like Diane writes such great songs for Cher like really big numbers that suit her voice and sit in her voice so well I actually think um, and I agree Diane Warren thinks that she, she that her, the next tour that she does it should be called You Haven't Seen the Last of Me Tour I think that would be amazing like that would just be like do you know how like, so I <laughs> went to a Cher farewell tour have you seen thingy. Cher in concert yeah of course I have of course you have and, <laughs> <laughs> and this was back in like the early 2000s mm. like early 2000s and I think she's I think she did three more after that oh my god like but Cher just like she could do everything yeah she's, she's, she's constantly farewelling the yeah, world yeah exactly <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand um, so this this song yeah, all written by Diane Warren um, Cher sounds so bloody good and I actually get really emotional um, after the bridge and the final chorus and it quietens down she's like um, this is um, what she goes oh this is far from over. You haven't seen the last of me. And then she's like, oh, she goes, this is far from over. And then Cher just goes, I am far from over. And I'm like, oh my God. I get really emotional by it because you can hear that like, obviously like, you know, she's older now. Yes. You feel, yeah. probably feel a bit forgotten by the mm. <laughs> by people. And then she's like, I'm not, but I'm not done yet. Yeah. And I love that. Cher will thing. never be forgotten. Ever. I hope not. She, you know I what I mean? I don't think she ever will be. She's, she's beyond iconic. Yeah, oh, I don't it, see why. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Like just such just a, a pop culture mogul, and um, yeah. So, th- and I and I still like this is this song is definitely in like my bedtime Zen playlist when I need like my pop ballads, or if I'm feeling depressed one morning, like this is a song that I'll put on, sort mm-hmm. of thing. Like it's just like it, Diane Warren has written like every soppy emotional moment. Diane Warren has written the song for that moment for me, yeah, <laughs> sort of yeah. thing, and I'm proud of it. Aww, <laughs> there, that's yes. all. So that, yeah, that's my choices, guys. What are Oh, do I do any? Did I do, do any honorable mentions? Not that I. <coughs> no, oh, no. Oh, sorry. She did write "How Do I Live" by Leanne Rhymes. Yes. Love that song. She's, yeah. So she so she wrote a lot of Leanne Rhymes singles. Mm. So what's yeah. up with that? With it, like, were they a team for a while or what? Uh, I do not know. I think Leanne was at least like five or six. I think Leanne loves Diane Warren. Yeah. So yeah, it's that okay. whole thing of like they're friends. So okay. So she yeah yeah absolutely. And I mean she writes all the time, so it's yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, and she wrote a lot for Whitney as well, and yeah. especially the later years mm. there's a song from her last album before she passed away and it's the song was like her like she had that comeback song with a million dollar bill that alicia keys wrote which yep. i such a good song yeah and then she had like her ballad moment but she her voice was nowhere near the, the quality that used to be so she was struggling to even hit oh. like a c5 oh. sort of thing like yeah. um oh, and, but the song was called i didn't know my own strength mm. and the song goes like i didn't know my own strength i was um beaten down i was bullied like she's like doing like doing like labeling like all the hardships yes, yes. and then but I, but I was able to come through because I didn't know my own strength and in the end of the verse phrase um it's like um it, it goes um I I thought this was the end of me I'm like that's a Diane Warren cadence right yeah. there which is like yeah before moving to the next section like Diane just has this like certain signature kind of like where she'll go randomly minor mm-hmm. or she'll um, end a phrase 
to make to, to let people know this is the end of this section we're moving yeah. on <laughs> sort of yeah. thing she has like a resolution yes exactly because moving. lyrically the story changes usually yes. as well yeah mm. and that, yeah that's it that's my choices sorry oh, amazing beautiful. thank you Josh weren't they beautiful ladies and gentlemen those are all of our choices for the amazing Diane Warren yes. now you better stick around <laughs> 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 because we've got our favorite segment coming up yes Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. We do. We're back. There we go. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I was holding in a burp so badly. Just oh, no. Um, all right. So we've had a great uh, playlist for this week. I can't, mm-hmm. I'm actually really looking forward to driving home to this one. Yeah. Um, but it's now our favorite uh, time of the week, which is... It's, it's the a flop. flop. So with the yin... <laughs> with the good comes with the bad, the yin and the yang. <laughs> you know, the pizza... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> The pizza with the garlic bread, whatever. The burp with the Pepsi. The burp with yeah. the, pe- the Pepsi Max makes you burp. Like, they, they, they go hand in hand. Yes. And I'm yes, trying yes. so hard to be demure, and it's not working. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we're going to start with Asabi. Okay, you love Diane Warren, but what's a song you can't oh stand God, by her? Oh, my God, and I apologize. Gracie Mac. <laughs> so fucking sick of it. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I feel oppressed by the situation as well, to be quite honest. I didn't see it on anybody's list. I don't want to miss a thing. I don't want to miss a thing. That's it. Yes. Oh, look, Asabi choosing one of our choices as a flop. What a groundbreaking concept. Okay, wait a minute. Y'all chose my flop as one of your choices. Did I? No, she did. Gracie chose it. Oh, let's not give it too much away. Yeah. What? No, 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 no. Because I put it down as a flop before she'd put her list up. Oh, right. Yeah, Yeah, but I didn't like cross-reference any flops. Yeah, no. Of yeah, I never look true. at that because yeah, um, I don't want to be deterred yeah. <laughs> from my choices. And, and good on you, like, like and honestly, I it, totally understand why. Yeah, it's a but, good um, song, but, but it's know. cheesy as fuck. It's real I'm cheesy. I'm sorry, yeah. it is cheesy. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah, just, yeah, 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 right. And it reminds me I too much of crazy yeah. and crying. Do you remember those songs? Crazy, crying, crying, crying. Like Aerosmith, but like Aerosmith. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so it's if it's, it's if it's not Dream On, I don't want to know about. Yeah, it. Yeah, right. So <laughs> it's just one of those songs where I'm just like, oh my god, really? It's so dirty. So anyway, mm-hmm. that's all right. Well, thanks, Asabi, for You're your welcome. opinion. You're welcome. Great. Yeah. All right, uh, Gracie, can you please let us know your flop? And please, I hope it's like Mariah Rhythm Carey. of the Night no. to Barge. <laughs> 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 yeah, I just changed like, it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, it's called Music of My Heart by Gloria Estefan and Instinct. Yes. That is such an odd mix. It's that's that's why honestly I put it like it actually the song itself is actually kind of good like I actually don't mind it it's has some like movie, interesting hey. stuff mm. is it yeah I don't know I, I didn't I didn't I mean I love Gloria Estefan but yeah. yeah but and but the the performance of it together it's like what the fuck is this yeah. like it's and and JT 
and I forget the other one. Um, the other two like best singers of NSYNC. What's the other guy's name? Chuck Bass. Not uh, Lance Chuck Bass. Baker. Lance, Lance Bass. Yeah. 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 So JT and Lance are like riffing all over Gloria's <laughs> verse. Oh. Like it's like they start, they do a verse and a chorus, and it's Gloria's verse, which isn't that bad a verse. But they're like, and they're in like a the video clip is like in a high school, and she's like way older than them. Like it's just weird. It's is not. It's not teacher? good. That's my flap. <laughs> well, <laughs> thanks for that, uh, Gracie. <laughs> What's yours, Josh? All right, so I decided, like, I don't know if you knew if, if this person wrote the song. So back in two thousand four. Casey Donovan won Australian mm-hmm. Idol back in 2004 mm-hmm. and the winning single was actually written by Diane Warren. Oh, no oh. way. And the song went, listen with your heart, listen yeah, to your soul. Inside you'll find the answer, the place you need to go. Real deep lyrics, right? Okay. Like just like, mm-hmm. And that was the way, and I'm flopping that because <laughs> now I listen to it for the lols drunk. Like, <laughs> my, like my friend James and I, like our main connection is the fact that we know so much about like random Australian nostalgia mm. that we get drunk to it. So, nice. yeah. <laughs> so, and so, yeah, like Casey Donovan, she has a great voice, by the way. She's yeah. a really, really good singer. The whole catfishing story is still like one of the most fascinating things I've ever heard in my entire life. How she, oh. Oh, she got catfished, she was catfished by her best friend for seven years. <gasps> Seven what? years. Seven years. So, uh, mm. so had on, yeah, like her, her best friend in real life was pretending to be another a guy. Effect. What the? Yeah, f- wow. it was an online relationship. Um, ha- even had like, but mm. had like a voice modulator so they could talk on the phone. Like, the fuck? and she never met the person. Never had met the person, and it was really sad. She's like, I hated myself that much that I wanted it to be real. That's why oh, I just kept on going. Oh, yeah. oh, that's so sad. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's shocking. Really, yes. So, but mm. so, so we flop catfishes, and we also flop. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking catfishing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of thing. But yeah, but I, and like now, I'm calling it a flop. When when the song came out, you know, this bitch bought the single. <laughs> and listen to it late at night when I was like crying in my room like no one loves me and I'm like listen with you <laughs> but like uh, in retrospect it's not a very good song yeah. Yeah. but when you hear it you'll be like this is a Diane Warren song yeah, <laughs> sort yeah of thing. Totally. with an epic key change as well yes nice. <laughs> as, always. as always well that's an- that wraps up another week of Shuffology my name's Josh DeVetta we had Asabi Goodman hey. we had Gracie Hello. Mack what a great episode this week make sure that you reach out to us if you want to let us know any of your favourite Diane Warren yeah. written songs yeah, what obscure people has she written for that you know oh that's just good <laughs> so many so many so so good alright well have a great week everybody and we'll be back with another episode very very soon bye bye Hello. I hope you enjoyed slash are enjoying slash will enjoy whatever podcast I'm in right now. Once you're finished with it, why not pop on over to Broadway and Other Kiwi Dreams, a podcast exploring the lives and minds of theatre practitioners in and around the New Zealand performing arts industry. Join me, James Shearer, in a deep dive into what makes this industry tick. You'll hear conversations with some of the top names in the Aotearoa performing arts scene and beyond, from the up-and-coming to the big Shorty Street stars. So, if you're into the performing arts, come on over to Broadway and other Kiwi dreams. Because no two journeys are the same, and wherever you are in yours, I hope we can inspire you to soldier on and keep following your Kiwi dreams. Uh, That's Not Kind of Productions podcast.